Hey friends, we have a special treat for y'all. A doctor will be in the building for Sex Education Month to answer, or at least try to answer, all of your sex-related questions. The only dumb question is the one you don't ask. Submit all your questions to us via our website, where'smyblueprintpod.com, by clicking the blue bubble on the bottom right of your screen and following the directions on the contact page. Once again, for submissions, go to where'smyblueprintpod.com. That's W-H-E-R-E-S-M-Y-B-L-U-E-P-R-I-N-T-P-O-D.com. Click the blue bubble and follow directions on the contact us page. Thanks for your help. Hey, welcome to Where's My Blueprint Podcast, where we talk about all things adulting, our experiences, navigating adulthood, and what we learned along the way. We invite you to join our weekly conversations while we create our own blueprints on this amazing journey and hope some of the lessons we learned can help you. Here are my co-hosts, Nay and Sunny D. Hey everybody, it's your girl Sunny D here to brighten up your day. I'm a new business owner transitioning from corporate America. And frankly, I can't trust anybody that don't like tacos. Hey friends, I'm Nay. I'm so excited to share and grow with y'all. I'm a full-time wife, full-time mommy, and part-time employee. Nutella is my love language. <laughs> This is your girl, Nakai, and I am your host on Where's My Blueprint Podcast. I am so excited to have you guys here, and I love brownies and seaweed. So let's get to the episode. Hey, welcome back to Where's My Blueprint Podcast, where we deliver entertaining, educational, and some inspirational thoughts and comments all about adulting. As you know, we got to pay these bills. So a word from our sponsor. Divine Timing is an encouragement and edification company specializing in beautifully designed digital journals and planners to get and keep your life uplifted and in order. Go to fearforme.com to check out the online store. And for all of our WMB listeners, you can use the code WMB22 at checkout to save 22% on everything on the site. So go shopping and get your life. So y'all, you know, we have a quote of every single episode. So today's quote is positive people are changing cheerful and share positive energy. Negative people are bitter and pollute the environment. That is by Name Dio. Is that how you say his name? I'm not sure, but it sounded amazing. Nateen Namdio. Yeah, we'll go whatever that. Namdio. So what do y'all think about that? Well, hello and welcome. <laughs> That quote. Okay, let's get into it. Everybody brings positive and negative. It's all in how you approach it, that person, that energetic space. Um, but it's very true. What what you bring is what you put out into the universe is what you're gonna get back. So if you're you're putting out positive vibes to everybody, of course they're they're gonna send that love back to you. That's mad respect. If someone steps incorrect, you're gonna get all the negative energy that they brought in, brought into the space. That's hard to get rid of. So I like that quote. I'm here for it. I kept reading Nintendo when I looked at it my brain could not for whatever reason formulate this person's name it's not it but that's beside the point i agree with this quote i definitely think that i mean those energy in general is so contagious and positive energy can be just as strongly felt as negative energy and it, it pollutes either way positively or negatively so i agree with that quote 100 um i feel like the rest of the consensus i like this quote i especially like the images that it in 
both. Y'all know I be about my images. So the idea of sharing versus the idea of pollution. Like when we think of the word pollute, you do think of infecting. You think of one small drop, like contaminating a whole environment. But when we think about sharing, we think about, you know, the freely giving of something, of yourself, of your time, of your resources, of your energy. So just the images that those two words in the sentences in both is powerful to me. I love that. So I agree with this quote, y'all. And I love the vivid images that you said, Nay, all about this. And I love it because it really is. It reminds me of like when you're in a whole entire room of people and everybody's laughing and they're cackling. And then that one person comes in and everybody's like, Ugh. all right, I'll see y'all tomorrow. That's SpongeBob. I mean, like, all right, I'm out of here. Like, <laughs> That really is like energy because we are all energy, right? And listeners, guess what? I know y'all heard that new voice too. We have a new friend on the pod today. Her name is Brandy. And Brandy, I just randomly bust out in songs. I don't know where they come from. I'm just gonna say God. I don't know. But go ahead and introduce yourself, girl. Hello. Thank you for the introduction. I am Brandy. Um, I am currently in Germany. So we have a nice little time difference between us, but that's okay because it's all love here. I'm a wife, mother. Um, I work in childcare. I am a certified crystal healer um, as well as Reiki practitioner. <laughs> and I'm excited to be here with you guys today. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So as she said it, y'all, we are going to continue our talk about meditation. I mean, not meditation. Well, yeah, some meditation, manifestation, these crystals, understanding all of this. So with that, we do something called an either or. So our either or today is, would you rather <laughs> work in a toxic environment while being the only POC or in our case, the only black woman? I know I see our faces or have a toxic home environment. I'm going to say a toxic work environment because that is my work environment. I can leave and go home to my place of peace. Okay. That, that energy is not going to come home with me. It is not going to step across threshold. I'm still being worked on in that regard though. Yeah, I, I think I would have to choose. At the top. Honestly, I would prefer neither. But if I had to choose, <laughs> I would choose a toxic work environment. You are on brand with these two. Go ahead, ladies. I mean, I feel like the only answer is work in a toxic environment while being the only Black woman. But why does it have to be all that extra? Not only is it toxic, you the only POC. Not only are you the only POC, it's toxic. Why we got to add like poop on top of vomit? Like, why has it got to be all of the things? Like, why can't it just be one? Listen, I cannot function in a toxic home space. That is my home. That is the one place on the face of this planet that is my safe space. And I cannot afford any type of BS to penetrate that. I'll take a toxic work environment tenfold over having toxic home environment. Absolutely not. And it's tricky now because I don't have to commute for work except for like the living room. So like that would really suck if I had a toxic work environment in the living room, but the kitchen is cool. I don't know. It's weird, but I, I can't have, I can't have the madness in my house. Y'all can keep that at the office. So I agree. Yay. We all are in the same agreement that I rather have, well, I don't rather have either, but I have been in a toxic work environment being the only POC. So that is when you left. Yeah. <laughs> So Nay and I used to work together and when she was there, it was like, yay. And then when she left, I was like, oh, 
okay. Um, so yes, that's the one I would pick too. And so ladies, thank y'all for participating. So what hurdles did y'all overcome this week? I think I've gotten over my discomfort with reclaiming my time. Like today I expressed to, you know, the boo, I was like, yeah, in the weekend, I'm just going to need two hours to, to think, like to think about things, to uncover some things, to challenge information that I process and just being okay with that, being okay with saying, okay, this is my schedule for the weekend, get with it or get gone. Like these are the things that I'm doing with my life and either you with it or you're not. Cause if I'm not good holistically, then I might pollute this house environment. So just being okay and comfortable with saying these are the things that I need in order to be the best me and in order for the house to be the best. Yes, I'll go next. Um, a hurdle that I overcame this week, getting back to business. I, I went into a mental pause um, because of my work environment, working in childcare. It happens. Um, I kind of put my business on the back burner for a few weeks, um, got into a rut, could not pull myself out. And this past week, I was like, you know what? Let me get this, this paper back out and start writing these manifestations back out because I need to see it. I need it to go back on paper and I need it to flow back in. And no sooner than I started writing, I think on Monday, all that energy started coming back to me. Orders started flowing in, conversations started happening, like shit got real again. <laughs> That's amazing. And that is relatable. I think for me this week, one of the hurdles that I overcame was with my new job, everything is so new. And I, I always, I'm really hard on myself with not being like proficient in something versus the job I had before. I was with them for five years. I knew that gig inside, outside, upside down, backwards in different languages. And now it's new. And I, I, I'm really hard on myself sometimes where I'm like, I need to know this. I'm on these meetings and I'm like, I don't know what the fuck these people are talking about. I have no clue what's going on. And they're like, Sunny D, is that okay with you? And I'm like, yeah, sure. What are we talking about? I haven't the slightest idea. But now this past week with me going in and actually doing some of these things on my own and trusting myself to learn and to absorb the information and actually do the tasks that I'm supposed to do, we're nowhere near as anxiety ridden as I had built it up in my head. I tend to do that as a Pisces, as a person in general, especially a water sign. But um, that's made me, that's eased a lot of my anxiety about it. So I'm very proud of myself for trusting that I, trusting the process and that in the end, I know what I'm doing the hurdle for me um this week I would say is getting out of my own head and doing I guess similar to all three of y'all getting out of my own head and doing what I know I need to get done specifically in regards to applying for jobs because for me it's like oh I know I can do this and then I'm thinking I'm like okay I've already had a hundred and plus rejections so why do this right now so getting out of my own head and having amazing friends that will check you <laughs> real quick <laughs> with the quickness and so that I would say is my hurdle. And with that, thank you ladies for processing that this week with me. And then what we're about to do is y'all know our podcast is all about adulting. We talk about adults and we give you tips, we give you educational things, and we give you our life experiences. So with that being said, Miss Brandy, how would you describe adulting? Achievable. Trying as F. Okay. All right. Here we go. But overall achievable. 
we can have literally anything that we want if we really want it. Okay, you heard it. Yep. If you really want it, you can have it. Explain, sis. So manifest, manifesting what you want. Manifesting what you want. If you want it, write it down. Speak it out into the universe. If you if you believe in God, God, listen. I know I, I backslid a couple times, but I, I need you to come through. One more time. One more again. Universe, Mother Earth, whoever you are, are sending this manifestation to. Be specific in what you want. It's all in how you say it. Words have power. Those good notes. <laughs> Words have power, whether they are positive or negative. So you do have to be mindful of what you say, how you say it, and who you say it to. So my follow-up question with that is, you said you have to be very specific and words have power, but it's how you say it. Can you give us an example of how you would manifest it, meaning the words you would use? So for example, if I'm writing out a manifestation, I want to speak in terms as if I already have it. It's already mine. I've already received it. And I'm and I'm being thankful, showing gratitude for, for what I've already received. So something as simple as, thank you, God, for the thousand dollars you're about to bless my bank account with by the end of September. Oh, thank you, data attached. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for the $2,000 that you're going to add into my bank account through business revenue. Thank you, God, universe, for the, the new friendships that I'm creating today, the new sisterhood tribe. Thing, things like that is all in how you say it. You have to be intentional with your words. You speak it as if you already have it. I already have y'all in my sisterhood tribe, so it's good. Y'all are already there. It's easy. It's literally easy. I'm over here manifesting a thousand dollars increase every month. I'm writing it out using three six nine manifestation methods. If you don't know about it, we, we'll talk about it uh, later off the grid. But yes, be intentional with your words. So you said words have power. What are two words that you would use to describe your journey into adulthood? Emotional and powerful. Emotional because it, it requires you to have to see yourself in a different light. That that goes into another segment of uh, childhood trauma dealing with your inner child. Powerful because you you learn all the things about yourself that you never knew existed or the things that you hid as an adult or growing up. Yeah. All the things that you avoided <laughs> as a child, the things that you got neglected by from your parents, your friends, even yourself. With that little baby girl in the corner and you don't realize it until you build relationships with other people, how much you actually have hidden trauma. So I'm hearing a lot of what sounds like doing the work of shadow work. Yes, ma'am. And like you said, uncovering and and putting spotlight and not running from. But because I know our listeners are on various different paths and journeys, could you go in a little bit on what's shadow work firstly? And secondly, what do you mean by viewing yourself in a different light than what you currently view yourself as? Okay, so first, the easiest way to explain shadow work is basically having to sit with yourself, all of your feelings from top to bottom inside out and look at yourself in all the negative spaces that you have because everybody has them. Um, it just depends on if you're ready to deal with them. So your shadow self is all the negative aspects of you that you don't want people to see. So me personally, I would say one of my shadow aspects would probably be I have manipulative ways. I know how to I know how to maneuver through the system. That's just something I know about myself. It is what it is. That's something that I have to work on. <laughs> and I work in progress. Okay, y'all bear with me. But that is something that I know about myself. Um, the other side of that is knowing that you you can figure it out if you really want to. Most people don't want to do the work of shadow work because it hurts. It's painful. It gives them the ugly truth about themselves that they don't want to hear because they want to sit on the pedestal and look like the amazing person that they've presented in their persona. It is what it is. I'm sorry that I caught up. <laughs> 
Now, it was, what do you mean by looking at yourself in a different light? Which you kind of explained by your answer and what you said for all my churchy folk, you know, (laughs) the tribe. It really sounds like what we talk about in church is dying to self. And how do you die to yourself in order to become a better you, a more evolved you, a more full version of yourself? It's powerful once you actually get to that point because you start to discover all the things like I said, that you never knew existed in yourself. Like I never would have seen myself. I mean, I mean, eventually I would have, you know, seen myself being married, but like I'm a cheer coach over here through the, through the, through the childcare program on base. I mean, I'm a whole coach over here. I pulled that from my childhood, you know, and it's like, I never saw myself doing that, but I coach 11 to 15 year old girls. It's so rewarding. Yeah. Like little things like that. You know, we, we have had kids. She's 10. I've been her other mother since she was eight months old. Never would have seen that coming. It's great. Um, What else? Having a business. I never saw myself being a business owner. I never saw myself being a healer because when you're broken, you're broken until you decide to get healed or you figure out how to heal yourself. Who's going to heal me? You have to, you have to start with yourself. You have to want to heal. And that's where the journey begins. And it's painful and it's ugly. And most people get that taste and they're like, oh yeah, no, mm -mm, see, I don't want that. That hurts. I don't like that. It made me cry. I dropped a tear. What's happening right now? I don't want, I want off the ride, but the, the goal is to stay on the ride until you get to the other side. No, it's, it, I mean, it's, it, it's, it's not an overnight fix. You literally spend probably the rest of your life trying to undo or reparent yourself so that you can change your, your, your thought process. I love that you said that because the reparenting ourselves is something that for me, I was not prepared for at all. And when you said emotional of having to heal your inner child, meaning heal your inner younger you, can you speak more to that? Um, can. Okay. So healing my, my inner child look like um, growing up in a house where you have two parents, um, but you never really have a verbal communication with your parents to have those open conversations where your parents are teaching you about life. I didn't grow up in a poor family. I mean, I grew up in a fairly decent uh, military household, um, but that doesn't always mean that you have the best stability in your home. Yes, I had the, I had decent things. Yes, I had all, all the things that some kids never experience in life. But when it comes to having like emotional support, you know, hearing the I love you's every day, having simple things like just hugging your kids. Sometimes you don't even have to have the words, just have have the physical connection. I have it now, but as a kid, it's like, oh, okay, you know, like our interaction with each other was like, okay, well, I'm going to go hit my sister on her shoulder. You know, that's how I show her I love her. But that's really how it works. So reparenting yourself as a child, growing into an adult, I say I would say has, has definitely changed my perspective, especially when it comes to our kid, our daughter, because we don't want to perpetuate the same cycles that we grew up in. Does that make sense? Yes. And I love that you said that because you talked a little bit about your um, growing up and like your blueprint. So, and please correct me if I'm wrong. It sounds like your blueprint going into adult adulthood was you were building it as you went. So I would say my, my blueprint was I had a foundation, which was I grew up in a two parent home. You know, some kids never get to experience what that's like. I was fortunate to have that. Um, but my blueprint never really consisted of the, the how to and why, when you should and should not. Um, so as I got older, I just kind of, I was just winging it, just living my best life, doing whatever I wanted to do because I didn't really have that person to say, hey, I'm going to yoke you up by your neck if you do it again. It's like, okay, well, you know, we're, we're just not going to, we're not going 
to do that. Just we weren't bad kids, so we didn't have that going up going on in our house. But as I got older, I was like, okay, like this this really isn't smart. And then I got married, and I'm like, yeah, this really nobody nobody parented me for being married. Okay, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put it out there. There's no manual, a legit manual. <laughs> A legit manual that will tell you all the ins and outs of being married. Okay. So let me just say that, but it is rewarding, you know, and you learn about yourself every day, Like you should never stop learning and especially learning about yourself because if you do, that's a problem. I agree with that so much, so freaking much. And with that, what would you change about your transition into adulthood? Because like you said, we don't, no one gives you a manual for being married. No one gives you a manual for having a child. No one gives you a manual for how to navigate college. No, there's no manual for life. So if you had to change anything, what would you change about your transition into adulthood? That's a really good question. So I did have to sit with that for a second because I honestly do not feel like there's anything that I would change because if I did change it, I would not be the person that I am right now because all of the things that I have learned have molded me and shaped me into where I am and where I'm going. So without the life experiences, you're what you're just standing still. So I don't think that I would change anything except for maybe moving a little bit faster. That's just because I like to take my time. But outside <laughs> but outside of that, I mean, you have to have the life experiences, whether they're good, bad, different, indifferent, ugly, uglier. You have to have them. That is so true, Brandy. And you are on here as our resident healer, our resident, our resident energy worker. You work with the medium of crystals. So could you tell our audience what is the history behind the use of crystals? Give us a little background, please. All right, sure. So uh, a long, 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 long time ago <laughs> when it comes to uh, the history. So they were used um, like Greece, Rome, used in practices for metaphysical purposes. Um, some used them um, like in war times, they would actually use them as uh, crystals or gems for their jewelry, their shields as part of their uniforms specifically. So my birthstone is actually actually amethyst. I was born in February. This is one of the most common. <laughs> um, so it's actually a stone that used to be used a long time ago for sobriety. Right. So it's very interesting, but oh, so if you were a drunkard, pop one of these on your clothes and it would, it would help with your sobriety. Over time, obviously people have decided to start getting into the crystal world um, metaphysically using them as healing tools. I, I use them for various reasons. One, uh, metaphysical. Two, they look good as jewelry. You use them in healing practices like meditations or Reiki practices. But yeah, there's not a whole big extravagant adventure behind it. But once you actually start reading into it, it's like, okay, well, that, that kind of makes sense. How you correlate this particular crystal with that sort of emotion and then that's how it works out. So since I feel like there has been a resurgence in the use of crystals and people are on the bandwagon, like you said, because one, they look bomb. Like who doesn't like a pop of color, a little bling bling, a little something special, but also because they do have those healing product, pro those healing properties. What do you think are some misconceptions or what misconceptions have you heard about the use of crystals? So one of the biggest ones I would say is that people feel like if they use crystals that they're automatically going to be healed. That's the first thing. They think that, oh, I picked up the crystal today. So in 10 minutes, I'll be fine. It doesn't work like that. Like if you, if you are really into crystals and you've done your research, you know that it is not an 
overnight cookie cutter design. It actually takes time <laughs> to actually see see results from anything, but that does not uh, replace still getting real medical attention if you need it. Some people feel like using crystals is a means for not seeking the professional help that they need. Maybe if they have a mental illness, let's say, well, I can just go pick up my crystal. You know, I might be able to meditate for 10 minutes and I'll be healed. And no, it doesn't work like that. You still need to seek professional help. So for everyone listening, please seek professional help. If you need it, reach out to someone so that they can connect with the right person. If you don't know who that is. Um, uh, some people think that there's one one way to connect with crystals. Okay. Picking, picking up the crystal, putting it in your hand. I mean, you can meditate with them. You can sit outside in the sun with them in your palm of your hand. You know, you can put them palm up face to the sky because you receive with your hands up. Just like if you were at church, you lift your hands to the sky, palms up, whether it's receiving up and out or facing out up, you're still receiving through your palms of your hands. That is how you receive. Um, some people like to meditate with them and, and put them actually physically on their body so that they can um, channel energy that way. Forehead, chest, or heart. I mean, it, it just depends. So there's there's not one way that's specifically designed um, to use your crystals. It just depends on the person that's using them. So if I'm hearing you correctly, it sounds like the use of crystals and the practice of crystals is a vehicle and a conduit to kind of supercharge the intentions and the practices that you're already currently engaged in. Do I have that correctly? For me personally, yes, I use the crystals um, as a means of manifesting for myself, but I also use um, other tools as well. Like I mentioned earlier, using like the 369 method because I'm, I'm a visual learner, so I need to see it on paper. If I can't see it on paper, it doesn't make sense, literally. <laughs> so I have to see it on paper in black and white or whatever color. And there are colors that are associated with manifesting too. I don't know those, like, but certain colors that you can write in also help people to manifest what they want as well. But I just, I use it as a conduit for, for things that I do. Yes. Okay. You also mentioned practices that are common in church with, you know, the placement of the crystals and about receiving like you're in church with your hands up and growing up Black Baptist, you know, anything that is not God, Jesus, first, foremost, bolded, you do not pass go, you do not collect $200. It's of the devil. You over here practicing Satan and we gonna get some holy olive oil and anoint you because something ain't right with you. Where does crystals and biblical teaching, where do they fall? Are they cousins? Are they strangers who we've been on either side of the street? Like, where do you see that connection or is there a connection? Okay, so this is actually a hot topic that comes up quite often um, between the the church and the spiritual worker. There's several titles that fall into the world of uh, metaphysical. So you could have like your hoodoo, your voodoo, your light workers, your dark workers, um, spiritual practitioners, wherever they fall. Okay, so this, this can be a stressful topic depending on who you're talking to about it. So on one side of the street, you have the, the, the church, the Christian who says that all things witchcraft are for the devil, right? But then you have the person who is practicing whatever they practice saying, well, that's not exactly the case because I can pull up this particular scripture on you standing right across the street at the same intersection. And I'm going to quote you the scripture that you're saying is not of God. So it depends on the person, but yes, there, there is a back and forth beef depending on who it is. And then there are some Christians that are like, okay, well, yeah, that makes sense as to why you would say that. So like, for example, okay, 
um, using oils. So if someone's doing a ritual, they might use a certain um, oil for the ritual. If they're using candles, okay, you use candles in church, you use oils. Spells. If somebody is casting a spell or doing a ritual, they're saying literal words and words have power. So you're still doing the same thing, right? So if you're praying to God or you're praying to the universe, Mother Earth, you're still manifesting whatever it is that you want based on who you believe in or what you believe in. So technically there's there's a middle ground, but some some people don't see that middle ground. It just depends on the person and whether or not they decide to choose verbal violence that day. Yeah, because let's not get into the fact that the temples, the art, the different things used in the tabernacle were very specific. It specifically says they use this color thread. They It specifically says they use this, that, and the third. So yeah, I see this. This could be a slippery slope in our rabbit hole that we can go down because I I think that none of us on here are blind sheep just following things just to find it. Like we do the work over here. So thank you for that. And listeners, if you are interested, I advise you to do your own research and your own work and maybe question and interrogate if you feel like the use of crystals in energy work is completely con- contradictory to your faith and your practice. That's all. I've like this has definitely been a conversation that at least that I've had with like my mom and who's very Christian and she's probably more by the well she's definitely more by the book quote unquote than I am but like we've gone through this part in our lives where you you grow up in a, in a particular type of um, faith-based household or whatever but then as you get older and things start to you start to have these life experiences you start to have conversations and you're starting to put two and two together and, and even asking questions and things of that nature so I, I think there are two sides of the same coin because you can use them in similar manners and it makes me wonder like how do you define energy and manifestations and how do you use them in in the grand scheme of things we are energy and like i said words have power so just as easy as saying water holds memory you have to be mindful so if i pick up my bottle of water okay and i start talking to this bottle of water this this bottle of water might it's, it's going to remember you've seen frozen and elsa and anna have the whole frozen water and then water melts and they see the memories it's the same thing so based on that circling back around it's all in the practices that you grew up in if you grew up in any practices you have to do your own research you can't go you know walking around saying well I was told this well how do you know because this is what so-and-so told me no you need to do the research for yourself and make your own decisions for yourself (laughs) I can have a song for everything I'm not going to do it today (laughs) but you have you have to you have to you have to read you have to research you have to open your mind does that answer the question do we need to go a little further I mean Nakai would love for you to go as deep as as you would like you could I could tell by her her facial expression manifestations to me is basically being receptive to whatever it is that I want mostly everything that I have asked for and shown gratitude for I have received in one way or another it doesn't mean that I'm going to get it that day but at some point it does show up I me specifically because I know that I'm I speak things into existence I have to truly truly be careful about the things that I say and how I say them because they typically will happen um for example our transition of us moving next summer okay we 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 knew it was going to happen I said to her oh you'll probably you know be hearing back within like two weeks of whether or not you got accepted for the position it, 
happen? And I said, oh, I'm pretty sure probably by the end of this week, you'll probably have your paperwork in your in your inbox at work. Two days later, she's sending me messages. I got my information. So I know specifically, I have to be careful what I say, how I say it and to whom I say it. Um, so I think that answers your question. That basically I, I, and I don't want it to sound cocky when I say that, but just it's because I know that I'm confident in what I say and how I say it is what's bringing it to me. And I'm showing the gratitude for it. So it, it's it's all in how, how you say it. Are you are you truly grateful for what you're getting? Are you showing the gratitude? Are you being intentional with your words and your actions? Are they in alignment? Are you even in alignment with yourself? Because if you're not, everything that you're asking for, it's not going to happen. It's not. Or you could be calling things into your atmosphere and your environment that will ultimately cause your demise or the demise of things around you. That is a hard truth. And that is a truth that many people do not want because they're not paying attention. Like I could literally just sit here and say, oh, well, the sun is not shining right now. So I guess it's going to storm. And then I just brought all the negative energy of bringing the storm to my life into my day when it's clearly sunny outside because people aren't careful with the words that they're speaking. So some people do bring that negative energy to themselves because it's fun for them. It's like, well, this is my life, but it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. So you just, you're getting my life right now. And I am like in this whole space of like, I have a million questions. So my initial question when you said manifestation you said this twice the 369 method I don't know what that is so can you educate me on what is the 369 method and how you use that specifically for manifesting okay sure so when you when you get the moment and this is for the listeners as well look up 369 manifestation methods by Mr. Tesla okay so what it is is basically you are writing writing (laughs) writing this out and you will write it in three, six, and nine. So what, whatever it is that you're trying to manifest, you are going to write it as what? As you already have it, right? So when you wake up in the morning and you do your stretches or whatever you do to start your day, you open your eyes, you, you look up to the ceiling, do your, your few breaths that, that you need. Or when you get that first few minutes to get a pen in your hand, you, you write it three times when you wake up, whatever it is that you're trying to manifest for yourself, three times in the morning, and then you leave it alone. Don't harbor your thoughts on it because then that that comes off as you being aggy, like you're 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 being pushy when you're like I I need I need this I need this I need this. That's not how it works. You write it three times and then you sit it down. Okay. Then at lunchtime or whenever your midday is, you write that same phrase six times and then you put it down. And then before you go to bed, you write it nine times and then you put it down. The the goal is that you I believe you're supposed to write it for thirty three days consecutively. Some people can do that, but a lot of people struggle with consistency. And if you're not consistent, it's not serving your purpose. So I always tell people when you struggle with consistency, try it for seven days first to see if you can do it. Because the goal to it is to be consistent, which means if for any reason throughout the day, you forget to write it, my friend, you start over at the very beginning of day one. Makes sense. Yeah. If, for, if, if forces consistency. Yeah. See how you took that? Ooh, that hit a little different when I said that. Baby, you could be on day five and forget. And now you have to start over at day one. You could be at day seven and miss your midday. And now you have to start over at day one because you fell short. So I always tell people start with a small number, preferably seven days. It's a a simple week. And if you need accountability partners, just say, hey, on a friend. We have friends right here that are chatting with us today. And you guys can even try it together if that's something you want to do as a tribe and say, hey, all right, we're all going to try this. Send pictures to each other, hold each other accountable. Because I think one of you already holds hands to the fire. Uh, I think that's you. 
I, I, I think she she's the one holding hands to the fire when when you when you got slip up a little bit. So she may be the accountability mom. <laughs> You know, and work it out that way. I don't know. However you want to do it, try it, see how it works. Um, but the goal is to three, six, nine. If your schedule does not permit for you to do the the writing in that order of three, six, nine, you do it according to what your schedule is. So if you work at night, you may want to do your nine, six, three, because by the time you're going to bed, you're not going to want to write it three times or nine times. You, you probably want to write it three. So I would say if you have to do that, that's fine. But the goal is to write it in the three, six, nine. And you have to be specific with what you write. And I will send you guys a little um, sheet that I wrote for my mother-in-law so that she can get herself in order. And it goes into a little bit more detail. So I can send it to you guys after if that's what you Thank you. Yes. And I'm going to say you have literally blessed my life with what you said, uh, do it and leave it alone. Because if you keep thinking about it and thinking about it, it's equal to you being, at, you said Aggie. So I'm guessing that's like more aggressive and I'm demanding or whatever, right? Aggravating. Aggravating. Okay. You're being pushy. Yeah. So I know I've been pushy with the universe and I'm like, I want this now. Give me my position. Do it now. How do you ask? I'm saying it in gratitude. Give it to me. (laughs) But when you said that, like, just leave it alone. I think, I don't know if any of the listeners have this issue, but I think it's like when you think of something and you want it so bad, it's like that rep, uh, that thought that's continuing to be uh, said in your head over and over and over. Right. And we think about like when we when people tell you to pray, they say, pray to God, pray to God. You keep praying on it until it happens. So then like, uh, <laughs> Where is that balance of, you know, you want something, you want to be intentional, you want to be grateful and you're appreciative, but you still have to say it and let it go. Because as humans, it's hard to do that. It's hard not to dwell on something that you know you want, that you feel can come or is coming. But at the same time, you're like, I got to let it go, but I want to be in control. That is a moment of impatience. A lot of people struggle with being impatient because like you said, you're like, I want it. I want it now. Why is this not happening? Uh, 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 things, things need to happen like right now in order for me to be able to function. And that's not the case. Chances are whatever you're you're asking for is, is already been put in the box for you, but you won't sit down long enough for that mail to get delivered. Sorry, but that's too much. <laughs> Was you're that right. Too she much? did just come for you. She came for you at your head. Bounce. So whatever it is, I mean, you may have had some some applications already put in that you've really been stressing about that you really want to take that job. And it would probably be in your box like this week if you just sit down and be still long enough for that mail for it to be sent. I'm, I'm going to say this right quick. I'm I'm claiming that. I'm receiving it. I, both of y'all, everybody put your hands up. Put your hands up. Sunny D, put your hands up. We are claiming that. We are receiving that. It is in the inbox. I, hey, she she's my new, she's my new lady. We got some stuff to talk about offline but yes i received that i claim that i receive it is declared decree so it be okay i'm done i'm just gonna say this if i'm mad at you because you done went through a whole summer of talking about feminine energy and you don't chase everything is coming to you because you're receptive and you're opening things in gratitude and everything where it go let's talk about it i have been but i am getting frustrated because it's not here and i'm trying to be like that balance of like it's coming it's coming it's coming but you know this 
long journey. This is frustrating. And Brandy, correct me if I'm wrong, but one thing that you keep touching on that I feel like is easy to overlook is everything you're saying is in the tense that it's already happened. So it's no longer a question of or a asking of resource guidance or whatever. It's a position of gratitude because it has already been received. It might not be tangible. It might not be something that you can see, but your spirit has already received it. So it's more of a posture of gratitude, more so of a a posture of want. And honestly, all you're doing is making sure that it stay, your gratefulness stays in the forefront of your mind. Not that you're dwelling on it, but that you remain in that posture of gratitude. Because like you said, if you get off on one day or one moment, you have to start all the way back. So that also calls into, do you really want it? Or are you, you know, just okay with thinking something is a genie out the bottle and I said it once, so it's going to happen. No, do you really want it? But are you also confident in the ability to manifest it that you're not dwelling on it. Ma'am, I could not have said that any better than what you just said. (laughs) Because that's exactly what it is. If you want it, that's why I said earlier, if you want it, you can have it. Like it it's your birthright to be amazing. So what's what's like what's the problem? If you want it, you can have just go get it. To say thank you. Just say thank you. You Rewind that for the people in the back who didn't hear that. If you want to go get it, you can have it. Just say thank you. Show the gratitude because it's already yours. It's your birthright to be amazing, to do great things. And I will say, honestly, I'm not perfect. I struggle with things too. But at some point, like I, I get to a point, I'm like, you know what? Why am I stressing over that? Like it's coming to me anyway. Just sit down. And I have to, I have to talk. Just sit, Brandy, just sit down for a second. And then boom. Okay. I just needed to get out of my own way. So that's probably what's going on with you. You, you want to be in the front of the line. You want to be in the back of the line. And then you want to be the whistle blower on the side and it, it won't work like that and it won't work like that so i need you to get out of your own way so that whatever it is that, that you're trying to manifest for yourself you can get it i have a follow-up question but i'm gonna let sunny d go i don't listen i wasn't prepared for church today but we are here okay on time and i find this i find this whole portion of this conversation really interesting because like we mentioned earlier where there has been is depending on the perspective the beef between manifesting energy and crystal and practice in that fashion as in like like faith in religion and spirituality. And like I said before, these things are are two sides of the same coin. So everything that we just talked about, there are scriptures for this. Be still and know that I am God. Sit down. Let me do what I'm let me do what I do. You know what I'm saying? And if you have faith in me and if you trust in me like you say you do, then you have literally nothing to worry about. Let go on that God. People say that all the time. Do we not? Let it go and let God do what he needs to do. That one time oh. and you trust him and not continue to to dwell on it and continue to pray about it. You receive it in gratitude. You know it's already there because he already told you this is what I have for you let me do this it's on my time it ain't gonna be on your time so you gotta sit here and be patient just like Randy said sit here and be patient I'm gonna give you what I know that I have for you that's better than what you think you want it's gonna get there but it has to be on my time and as Nate says all the time faith without works is dead you continue to receive in gratitude you continue to do what you need to do and have faith that things are going to work out whenever they are and know that they already have but you're showing the universe, God, whomever, Mother Earth, that this is what you desire. This is what you're dedicated to. So when when it's ready to be given to you, you've already done the work to be in a position to receive it when it get here. Amen, church. Because also for those of our listeners who are not churchy, don't have a church background, like the great poet laureate Kendrick Lamar said, sit down, be humble. That's it. That's all. That concludes the day. No, I'm just joking. (laughs)
Well, I just thank all three of y'all because I just felt like this was nothing but clarification and confirmation on my end. And the fact that what y'all have said, what y'all are, I don't want to say preaching, so I'm going to say advising me on. <laughs> is not just for me, but listeners too. Like we're all struggling with something in life. We're all trying to get over a hurdle. And I don't want to say challenges because I feel like when we say challenges that, like she said, words have power, right? Nothing is a challenge. It's a hurdle we have to get over. And we all can get over hurdles because hurdles are adjusted at the height, right? You can adjust the hurdle for the height. But being able to know exactly what you said of like, not just speaking it, but having speaking it, writing it, being intentional. And like what you said earlier, which I love, being confident and cocky that I know it's here. Like you said, this is your birthright. Your birthright is to have everything you desire. Your birthright is to be amazing. And I I love that. And I just want to say, take a minute to give you all three all flowers and say thank you. And I appreciate you all. And I'm going to take a minute right quick. Thank you. Is this like the moment of silence or is this just your moment? I just (laughs) While she takes her moment, (laughs) we bring it back full circle. Oh, this is so good. So as we were talking about crystals and how we define them, the history of them, how they've been used, how, Brandy, how do crystals give off energy? Like, how do they work? Oh, this is another um, hot topic because there are those who say crystals do not work. um, But then there are also those who say crystals do work. Um, Once again, that is a personal preference on whether or not you believe that they do or not. But I will say it's all in the intention in which you're using the crystals for. So for me, okay, if if I'm feeling like my love cup is feeling a little bit depleted or I'm looking for a um, a little bit of an extra push to have a healthier relationship with someone, I might go to my plethora of crystals over here in my corner and then find what gravitates to me. Usually um, like rose quartz is pink associated with healthy, healthy loving relationships. So I may grab this one out. You know, I may go sit outside in the sun or I may go lay in the bed and actually meditate for a few minutes and ground myself into promoting, mentally putting myself back into a positive health, a healthy space with whoever um, or whatever it is to to bring that, that center back to myself because I may have felt some type of way about something they did, something they said and like, you know what? That was just a moment in time. That's not forever. So let me bring myself back down because I was on a thousand and I didn't need to be. There's been a slight misunderstanding understanding. Let me grab that out. I'm just going to, I'm going to lay in the bed. I'm going to put the crystal in my hand. I'm going to put it on my heart, wherever I want it to go. And I'm going to think all of the positive, healthy things that I want to to bring back to myself. So it's all into, it all goes back into what the, what the intentions are that you're using it for, in my opinion. That makes sense? Yeah, I think that makes perfect sense. And it's, I'm one of those people that believes in the power of crystals, but I, I think it's also part of me just believing that I have the ability to manifest those things that I desire to do. And that just happens to be a tool in order to help me in my inner power to be able to to do those things. And so you mentioned, you know, like rose quartz is great for building relationships and self-love and just loving relationships in general. And, you know, the amethyst that you have and things like that. How do crystals in your experience, personally, as well as as a healer, how do crystals attract and ward different types of energies? on what you're using your crystals for um, is that that's what determines the crystals that you're going to use. So like I said, if you're wanting to bring love and healthy relationships, you would use rose quartz. If you're trying to ward off energy, 
you know, you might use black tourmaline or obsidian, anything that's going to repel um, and send basically like a return to sender, whatever you're trying to push in my direction. No, no, that's not how this works. Let me go ahead, pull that black tourmaline out. It's a protection crystal. I know that. And I'm going to return to sender all that negative energy and all that juju that you want me to have. I'm not claiming that for myself. You can have it back. So it's all it's all in a, a, a space of what do you want the crystal to do for you? How do you want to feel after you've used it? Are you wanting to clear your space of any of that energy? Okay, you, you go grab that specific crystal that's going to clear whatever the energy is. If you're wanting to amplify a whole bunch of energy, like out of this world, and you're like, whew, I was not expecting that, but here I am. I'm here for all of it. Yeah, you might pick up something like a clear quartz. It's an amplifier, whatever it is, sit with both of them and amplify whatever it is that you're wanting to use, you know, the crystal for. If you need to cleanse your space, you have your selenite and you go ahead, promote it. That's right. It's always good to have that in your space. <laughs> oh, I think she's trying to clear y'all. Oh. Listen, I had like two of these when I worked in office at my workspace because toxic environments, as we mentioned earlier, y'all can come over here with that. Okay. Cleansing. This is a BS free zone over here. And I always kept it on my desk. Oh, I actually do have a round disc. Let me see if I can show you. It sits on my um, laptop stand, but it's an actual disc, a selenite disc. And then I put my other crystals on top of this. And this is what cleanses them on a regular basis. I always tell people, don't touch my crystals because if you have other people touching your crystals, they're basic, you're basically giving them permission to attach whatever energy they have into your property. And then that's a no, that's a no-no. And then you have to go behind them and cleanse it all over again. So for the listeners, if, if you don't want people adding their energy to your your tools, your divination tools, don't have them touching your stuff. And if you're into altars and altar spaces, altar spaces are never to be seen by anyone outside of whoever created it, unless it is a family altar. And in that case, that's different. But if you're creating an altar space that is solely yours, no one is to ever see it. No one is to ever touch anything that you put on there because that is sacred to you and your ancestors or to whoever you are creating it for. And an altar space is the same thing that you would do in the church. <laughs> a little bit different, but very similar. Thank you for that. Because I know like some of my friends have altar spaces and it's like in a corner of their house or, and you like when you walk in, you can see it. So I'm going to tell them like, hey, you need to put that in your bedroom in a corner where no one can see you. That's your space. Because I didn't even know that. I thought if it was an altar, it needs to be seen so you can see it and have access to it every day. But then it's a difference between you and everybody else coming in your home. So thank you. Some people honestly don't care that it's out in the public, but typically you would not want to have your your altar where other people can see it because that's a personal space where you literally you're taking it to the altar. So whatever it is, that's between you and your altar space and your ancestors and whatever they're working with you on. That's a one-on-one conversation. That's like going to the altar at church and kneeling at the altar, having a silent prayer. I mean, it's it's public. However, there's just some things I feel like that should be just kept in private. It's not a secret per se. You can say, yeah, I have one, but out of respect for what's on it, I don't want you to touch it. And some people just have bad kids that like to destroy things, but we're not going to go into that conversation. Or curious. Curious. Or curious. Curious curious Georges. Yes. And then they want to touch stuff, pick it up, then they drop it. Then you're losing friendships because of your curious children. It's never happened to me. I'm just saying. I'm just speaking for a friend. Example, example. 
example. So Brandy, you've talked about, you know, different crystals that cleanse, different crystals that amplify. If somebody is wanting to embark on this practice and they needed a crystal for anxiety or a crystal for focus or a crystal for sleep, what would you recommend? Because I'm going to be honest, I'm more of an essential oil kind of girl. (laughs) So the whole crystal world is unknown to me. I am truly ignorant about it. So what would you advise someone like myself? So that is a good question. Um, Actually, the ones that I showed you guys is a really good starter tool um, pack that I always promote. There's a few more that I would add in there, but if somebody just wanted to get their hands on the first few that they could see, um, I would always say amethyst because this is a stress reliever calmer. So it's always good to have this. And I always prefer to get the ones that are like small pocket size because crystals come in different sizes and shapes. I always uh, prefer to get ones that are what I would consider bra size, just in case you have to slip one in your bra. Yes, people do put their crystals in their bras. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. You you always will know where your crystal is if it's in your bra. Okay, I'm just going to say that. Some people like to put it in their pocket. Some people put them in their wallet. I have an amethyst that I keep in my, my change purse for my uh, Euro coins. It never leaves. Um, this one stays on my desk. Uh, let's see. Tiger's Eye? Can you really see that? Fear and anxiety. This is a, a, a stress reliever. Anxiety reliever. This one controls your confidence too. So if there's a struggle with that, Tiger's Eye. Okay. Can you guys? hear that okay um let's see citrine this one is um like a yellowish fair white color can you see that i don't know if you can or not um that's for bringing in wealth abundance now always have to have that <laughs> always have that somewhere wealth and abundance the, the counterpart to that green aventurine this is not necessarily in the starter pack but it is a green aventurine this one is also an abundance stone if you're looking to increase your finances um, and make changes and then of course your clear quartz you always want to have one of these for sure. This will always be in my top five, the clear quartz. That is the amplifier of all crystals. It will magnify and amplify everything that you have. And then of course, your rose, one that I showed you earlier. And I have this in two different forms. So you have your raw, your raw form, then you have your tumbled form. And of course, like I said, that is to promote healthy, happy, loving relationships and to keep peace with yourself and other people, of course. And if you're an essential oils girl, lavender for sleep. And But I usually keep like little um, sachet bags of lavender those are good too. Oh, that's my my favorite oil is well, lavender. The raw, the raw lavender. Mm-hmm. Just put it in a little drawstring bag and hang it up either by your bed or under your pillow. Yeah, because Lord knows I need some calming and some balancing going on. I was going to say, and also meditating too. That will help you as well. Take those five minutes. I always tell people, if you can't do a whole meditation session, five minutes of quiet bedtime. And even if that means locking yourself in the bathroom and putting a towel underneath the door, take those five minutes. I don't care what you're doing. Take those five minutes and get yourself back together. Realign yourself and then try it again. I just wanted to point out really quickly for people who may not realize, listeners, people in general, who may not realize like a lot of these crystals that Brandy has mentioned that are great for, you know, these certain emotions and and dealing with certain things, pieces that she has in her collection. A lot of them are also birthstones. So they're not as unfamiliar as you think they are, like Peridot and um, Citrine. Citrine is November's birthstone. Amethyst which is the one that she mentioned up front that's her birthstone that's Nakai's birthstone like these are actual birthstones that you see in you know jewelry stores and they still even in jewelry
until we form have and can have these abilities to serve you if that's what your intentions are. So FYI, you probably are more familiar with crystals than you think you are. That is so true. I mean, you can even add garnet, emerald, all of those. They're, they fall into the family. <laughs> but people are like, oh, well, you know, it, it didn't come out of a crystal store, so it doesn't really count, but it still counts because it's still jewelry and it's still a crystal. It's just polished and tumbled. So Brandy, we've had this wonderful discussion about crystals, about energy, but I know crystals aren't all that you do. I know that you are a Reiki healer. So what is Reiki? And did I say that right? Like I said, this is not my wheelhouse. Educate. Some people say Reiki. Some people say Reiki. Some people, it, I, I pronounce it as Reiki, but what it is is basically an energetic, an energetic practice that you're, you're promoting relaxation, reducing stress, and reducing anxiety through physical touch. But the physical touch is not necessarily a real physical touch where I'm putting my hands on your body. And if I do put my hands like on your body somewhere, it's not too intrusive. Like I might put my hand on like a kneecap or I might touch your toes. Um, but it typically I'm literally just doing body scans with my hands over your body to see if there's anything going on, what's called a body scan. And you do the body scan from head to toe, basically scan up and down in different spots. And then uh, from there, you have your, your, your actual session or the healing session when it actually begins. I'm actually transmuting all of my, well, I don't want to say all of my energy, but the healing energy that you need for that session, I'm trying, I'm transmuting it from myself to you. So basically I'm almost like a vacuum of sorts. Like I'm in, I'm injecting my, my positive energy, my positive vibes back into your body to get you back to a, a space where you're uh, less stressed. Your anxiety levels can, can be decre- decreased and you feel more at peace by the time you're done. I do it a lot here with, with my, with my wife um, because she does have anxiety and stress problems. Um, I do sessions with her, but because she is my partner, I, I can actually put my hands on her. So I actually do breathing techniques techniques with her where I'll put my hand on her chest on her heart and I will have to make um, eye-to-eye contact with her and have her breathe with me so that I can slow her heart rate back down. And then I'll do that for a couple of sessions and then she comes back down to normal and then she's fine. And I usually know that I need to do it before she knows. So... <laughs> So uh, I'm readily available when I can catch it. I'm like, all right, let's do this. We're doing this right now. And then she's fine. That's so good. Cause my question to you is in doing a body scan, which seems totally cool. What are you feeling and how do you feel any of the, it's been a while, but you, you know how, yes, you know me. So what, what are you, what are you feeling? What is, what is coming out? Like I'm intrigued. First I had to stop laughing because I, I could see the wheels going like, what does this look like? How does this feel? What does it sound like? Does it smell? Like what's happening? <laughs> like I heard all the questions going off in your head and I'm like, oh, she's going, she's rabbit holing right now. Let's do it. Okay. So <laughs> with full Dragon Ball Z with the light being erupted from your abdomen, like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So basically what happens is the, e- the easiest way for me to explain it. So you can do these uh, like on a massage table or if the person wants to lay in their bed, um, preferably you, that's the easiest way to do them. And you can do these long distance as well. You just have to have um, 
a piece of paper that actually has the, the human body on it and then a picture of the person. You can also do this on your pets as well. Um, so if they have illnesses, you can do this on um, pets as well. Um, but the person would lay on their back. Typically, you might want to have some essential oils going in the background. You might have some soft, you know, uh, nature sounds or some melodic music in the background that, background that actually um, calms them down because people automatically go into fight or flight if they have to see a doctor or a practitioner. Their anxiety goes to the roof automatically because nobody wants to go to a doctor ever unless it's some great news. So um, essentially, you would have them lay down on their back, um, give them a moment to settle in to the moment, and then you literally just take your hands over and you're scanning. This is the part that you wanted to know. What are you scanning for? You're scanning to see if there's any type of possible like heat radiating radiating off of their body. They might have, um, yeah, they might have like uh, medical conditions that like radiate heat from the body. There might be um, sore, sore spots in their body um, and you keep going. You can ask them questions like, have you been having problems like in your abdomen or have you been having issues in your knees? And they might say, well, yeah, actually I have, you know, I was diagnosed with arthritis, but you didn't know that because they might not have put it on the paperwork or they may not say anything to say no, you know, nothing's wrong, but you can literally feel heat radiating, radiating off. Or if you have cold spots in the body, okay, this is what you're looking for. This is how how you determine what part of the body needs healing. <laughs> okay, let's, let's work on that. You know, they may be going through something emotional and it's triggering certain parts of their body. It doesn't smell. If that's a concern for you. <laughs> There's no smell that's associated with it except for the essential oils. There's no beam of light that's going to shoot out from their... <laughs> Their no light source is going to come out of their chest or anything like that. Um, but th it does give them a sense of peace and tranquility by the time they leave. Um, if you are truly connected and tapped in with that person in that moment, they they should get up feeling like a, a million bucks. And if they don't, there might be um, something that needs more healing. And in that case, you would just schedule them to come back and you continue to work on it um, through each of the sessions. Girl, is this draining? Because healing folks of their ailments and their low energy and transmuting your energy upon them, that sounds a whole lot of draining. I don't even have a tenth of the education that you are and just dealing with people who are on some BS is draining. So trying to heal these folks, is that draining to you? And if it is, how do you recharge? The answer is yes. It can be very draining. Um, and it goes beyond just even having the Reiki sessions, just even talking to people sometimes can be very exhausting um, because people are needy in, in so many words. And to say it, um, that's that's the nice way to say it, but they're needy because they're not being fulfilled in certain areas. So when they find somebody who actually has that gift and they're a healer, they, they want to uh, stick to you. And then they become what's called energy vampires, where they they want to suck all of your energy source out because they're, they're feeding off of what you're providing, even if it's simple conversation. It, it could be a five-minute conversation to say, hey, how was your day today? And then the moment you ask that, you have a whole hour and a half conversation that you did not even mean to have. And by the time you're done, you're like, I'm ready to go to bed. That was not part of the plan. That was not my agenda. So yes, it is It is very draining. You have to protect your peace at all times and protect your boundaries. Boundaries are very important when you're a healer because people will absolutely take advantage of that. Any, any and every opportunity that you give them 
them, they will try. As far as self-care for myself, I, I do check out quite a bit. Um, I will tell people, hey, I, I'm going here. I'll be back in a few hours, few days. I, to the, it got to the point where even here in my house, if I feel like I'm being depleted, I'm scheduling me time. I'm going to the hotel. I may be there overnight. I may stay for the weekend. I don't know. I'm tapping out. Don't don't call me. Don't text me. Don't video chat me. I'm taking my my journal. I'm taking my cards. I'm taking my crystals. I'm I'm tapping out. I'm spending time with myself. I'm recharging myself. Drinking my water. Water is most important to stay hydrated in in this realm of life that I live in. So shout out to all the healers out there. <laughs> oh, my last question: In having boundaries and protecting your energy, are you selective on those you engage in this journey with? Absolutely. And I say that because everyone does not deserve your time, effort, and energy. I feel like all of you just completely fell out when I said that. (laughs) You have to protect your time, your effort, and your energy because people will, they'll stick to you. They will leech onto you for that. I can typically tell within the first few minutes of talking to people whether or not I'm going to continue the conversation for one. And if I do continue the conversation, is it going to be a long-term conversation, a new relationship, friendship, situationship, whatever it is? It it only takes me a few minutes, but I also write people off very quickly too. And that's just part of learning how to protect your peace and learning how to be firm in your no. We'll get to that later. So I'm just going to put this out there. There's probably going to be a part two of of us chatting. So this is like scratching the surface, but we will, I'm down for having a part two episode just to put y'all out there. I'm sure you took the words right out into Kai's brain cells just now because I know she has, she could continue. Nay can continue. I have my own questions and we're like, hmm, I don't know. We only got a certain amount of time. (laughs) We want to be respectful of people's time. But like, this is such a good conversation. It is such a good conversation. I'm curious because I haven't had any experience with Ricky healing or anything like that. And Kai has talked about it a little bit, but I haven't had any personally so I'm curious like how did you get into this practice to begin with so overall my journey started around probably the spring of 2020 um social media I was in Facebook groups and I was like hey you know what's going on with this just learning about tarot cards tarot cards is what really sucked me in because I was intrigued by it like these folks really out here like reading these cards and like telling people about themselves but then I was like you know what tarot cards is not my lane I'm supposed to be doing something else tarot cards are not for everyone everyone is not a legit reader um in in every capacity so shout out and kudos to those who do it religiously and are completely passionate. Do I own them? Yes, I do. Have I perfected my craft in that? No, I have not. Um, That is a learning process. That is not something you learn overnight. Um, And once again, that is something that has due diligence research attached to it. Me personally, I gravitated to Oracle cards because they're more thought-provoking cards. They spark more conversation for myself. And then I also use my crystal cards for that. But um, 2020 started my journey and I, I gravitated in there. And then I started making bracelets first. And I was like, oh, wow, this is really therapeutic for me, like being able to, to make bracelets and stuff. And I was like, okay, I, I, I think I could do that. It's simple. You know, I watched YouTube University, got some pointers, you know, talk to people out there in social media land. You know, got the the tips and pointers on what to do, what to buy. And then I started learning that creating the bracelets became more than just creating bracelets. I was creating bracelets to create memories for clients because those bracelets 
became really personal to them. I was customizing bracelets. You know, if they had a loved one that passed away, okay, what were their favorite colors? Like, what was their birthstone? You know, and I'm making bracelets that actually gave them a memory to hold on to. So when they look at the bracelet, they're like, I missed you today. No, then they're like, you know, my bracelet broke. And I always tell people, if for any reason your bracelets are breaking and you're really doing like real shadow work, I always tell people your bracelet or your crystals may come up missing or they break because they serve their purpose. So if you've ever had like spirit crystals that have disappeared and you're like, I know I put it on my dresser. And then the next day you go there and it's not there. The fairies in your house moved it. They hid it from you. It served its purpose. Things happen. You know, <laughs> it is what it is. It's like, all right, I see what you did there. You you completed level one. Okay. So what's the next phase? You know, and I, they're like, you know, that makes sense. And then if, if you happen to relapse, guess what? That crystal might show back up, but it's not going to show up where you thought you had it. It could be in your car. It could be in your purse, but you never put it there because that's not where you keep it. There, there, there's a lesson to everything that I, I've talked to you guys about today. Hopefully I've enlightened you guys a little bit. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> And I want to say thank you for that last piece because I literally got this beautiful crystal and it was in a heart shape and it disappeared on me. And I'm literally within like two weeks. And I was like, where the hell did this go? And I thought somebody stole it. But now that you said that, and I, till this day, I have yet to find it. And it makes me so mad because it's so beautiful. And I, yeah, thank you, fairy crystals or fairy fairies that took my crystal. Please return it though, because I need it now. I, I, but I also did want to say too, because I forgot to mention this. So in addition to the journey of making the bracelets, I, I started going into what, well, what else do people actually look for when they're on their journey? Okay. They like to journal. You know, I like to do crafty things. Can I make a journal that's designated to the person who likes to journal, write their affirmations or um, just dump whatever thoughts, have, have a, a burn notebook, whatever negative energy you have going on, write it down, put it in a bowl, burn it, let it go. I created the program for the women. Um, it's a 90 day um, wellness program. It's called Breakdown to Breakthrough. Yeah. So I, I, I'm putting you in the line of fire. You have a shadow workbook that you go through. I created a light journal that you, that you write in with your affirmations. I'm teaching you how to balance out your spiritual wellness. Your trauma doesn't go anywhere. You just learn how to better manage it. It doesn't truly go away. I'm giving you the tips and tricks that would help someone else, you know, benefit from that. So the program was created out of that, just going through my own, own life excitement of the ups and downs, the ins and outs. And everything with B. Colette was birthed from there. So my first official program for that one actually starts in October and it'll be a small conversation. So I have a question before I ask my final question. And it's really quickly of like, tell the listeners plus us how we can actually sign up for that. So there's actually a link that is on my website. It is B-Colette. That's the letter B-C-O-L-E-T-T-E.com. And I'll give all that information to you ladies as well. So that can be posted. There's a link out there um, on my website that actually says breakdown to breakthrough. Um, the course is $500. Now that is because everything that you need for the program, your girl has put together in a box and the box will be sent to you in full <laughs> once your program is paid for. You have everything that you need from beginning to end. We will have uh, weekly Zoom calls. You'll have assignments. It's a real it's a real course to, to get everybody on this, the straight and narrow. It's, it's real out here in these streets. It's time to heal. The business brain in me is always going to say, 
never justify your course, never justify your price. Your price is your price for a reason. And two, like you said, everything that comes with it, it's you're you're going to pay for a breakthrough. Nothing is free in this world. And the fact that you've already did the you've already did the work, they're paying for a shortcut. Let me say they because I'll be in it, but we're paying for the shortcut, right? We're not we're because we could actually do all the all work ourselves, but we're paying quote unquote, pun intended, for a breakthrough, to have our own breakthrough. So never, and that's just the business brain in me, never justify your price. Your price is your price for a reason. And if I was your business coach, I would be like, hey, the price is not the same price as yesterday. So that 500, y'all, <laughs> y'all think that's what it is, but it's going up. But you're exactly right. So the subject is always uh, subject to change. And I said that because I did have someone try to question the program backspace. I, I ran a 30-day donation program and I was questioned about, they felt like I was writing them off because I had established boundaries. So I had to go back and uh, yeah, have conversations say, well, no, this is what it is. It is what it is. Either you want to heal or you don't. I literally, like you said, I've done everything. All you have to do is show up. That's what it comes down to. Do you want to show up for yourself or not? Because I'm showing up for you and I'm in a way different time zone. Yeah. Way different time zone. So I'm talking about six or seven hours difference where it's going to be two, one, two, three o'clock in the morning for me. And it's like eight, nine o'clock at night for people back in the States. But I'm showing up because this is what I do. It is what it is. People, either you want to heal or you don't. I just know where I stand. See, y'all got Brandy with all this love and light and everything. Because she just said that now I want to fight. Like, if you don't want to heal, if you think it's not real, go with God. Like, but don't question this woman's practice. Don't question this woman's business. Like, if it's not for you, it's not for you. If you're not at that stage in your life where you're ready for this, go with God. Peace be with you. But don't ever question somebody else's journey and everything else. And with that, my last question to you before we transition is, Brandy, what do you want to be remembered for? Like, what do you want your legacy to be? I want to be remembered for being the person that was in each one, teach one, that I healed one life at a time through those connected memories, whether it was conversation, whether it was a bracelet, whether it was a session, whether it was just a selfie to say, I'm here, I'm, I'm here. People, people don't take that into consideration. They don't take it seriously seriously enough until it's too late. And people like people always say, you, you're a ride or die. I say, I'm a ride or die until I'm not. Until you give me a reason not to, I will always be there for you. I will always have a resource, whether I know a personal resource or I'm looking for somebody else for you. I'll always be in your corner, but you have to let me know that you need me in your corner too, because I can't fight your fight by myself. You have to show up for yourself first. You have to, you have to help yourself in your own rescue. I love that. And it reminds me of something Nate tells me all the time is, Shall I say you're saying or you should you say it? So she always say, I can't help you more than you're gonna help yourself. Like, <laughs> and I love that. I absolutely love that. And so my question for you is for every before I ask this question, go ahead, Nick. Oh, and Nakai said the paraphrase version, because it is truly, I can't want more for you than you want for yourself. Like it it goes before even helping you. You gotta want it. And I can't want that for you. So but 
but I can't want more for you than you want for yourself. But go ahead. See, this is why she's 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 our accountability mom. Like I'm telling you. <laughs> but um, what's the one thing you want to leave to the listeners about just our overall topic today? Whether that's like anything about manifesting energy crystals. What's that one actionable step that you want to leave our listeners? That's a good one. My, my final word would be: don't be afraid to heal across the board, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, sexually. Don't be afraid to heal. That's it. Don't be afraid. It's ugly. Yes, there's an ugly side to everything, but there's also a beautiful side that's attached to it. So don't be afraid to heal, guys. And I'm always rooting for you. That's the other thing. I admire that and I love that. And I feel like you just released and gave so many people permission to do that. So thank you. And with that, whoo! Y'all, this conversation is so good and she already put it in the universe because she already knew we having a part two. So with that, Brandy, along with uh, her getting all of our lives together, specifically me, um, understands her self-worth, her self-love and her self-belief. And she's trying to get every single one of y'all to do the same thing. So with that, a word from our sponsor. Hey, beautifuls. This message is brought to you by The Grass is Greener on the Other Side, where we help women who have anger, sadness and shame from being cheated on learn how to heal and take their power back so they can regain confidence, restore their peace, and attract the life of their dreams. We can be found on IG at Brianna underscore Latrice. That's spelled B-R-I-A-I-N-A underscore L-A-T-R-I-C-E. And for all of the Where's My Blueprint podcast listeners, we're offering free 15-minute discovery calls. So if you're ready to regain and restore that self-love, self-worth, and self-belief back in yourself, shoot me a DM for a free discovery call today. Because my motto is, honey, leave that cheater and find your peace. If you're interested in joining my new course, Rejection is Redirection, using your past as a reference, not a residence, you can email me at affairrecoverycoach at gmail.com or you can shoot me a dm at brianna underscore latrice see you on the call okay so y'all all know we do our next segment which is moments of melanation moments of melanation moments of melanation is where we highlight a black person doing their thing today for moments of melanation we are highlighting so today ladies we are highlighting Kiko Davis. And Kiko Davis is, y'all get this, talk about energy, knowing your worth and being confident. The only, the only black female bank owner in the United States of this America. She is the trustee of Donald Davis Living Trust, the majority stockholder of the 10th largest black bank in the U.S. first independence bank. And as such, she is making and creating history. This girl is amazing. And to be not just the first, but the only person or woman, black female bank owner in the United States, I just want to say we give you your flowers, we give you your kudos and everything. Ladies, what do you think about that? I would say that is an each one teach one because if she can do it and she's the only one, he needs to teach the next sister what to do or the next brother what to do so that we can all come up together. I've I've never heard of her, but that's amazing. That's 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 beyond me. But I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Same. And I'm gonna keep it short and sweet. Any any black person on this planet that is focused on growing wealth for the community, allowing
allowing us to have access and resources to things so that we can come up and evolve and get back to the Black excellence that we once had once upon a time in Tulsa. Remember that? I think this is incredibly amazing. And not only like just her being at the top of a bank and being female and being Black, that holds so much power visually, being able to see someone who looks like you, who shares the same gender identity as you, that's doing this bomb, like this bomb shit like that. There's there's no words. I all, all the kudos in the world to and, and many success, all the abundance, all of that. She's going to leave an incredible legacy. I love this, not only because she's bomb, <laughs> obviously, but, and this goes back to, you know, another series that we did. Women and Black women in particular, because that is my cohort, we have that womb and we birth so much life and excellence, especially when we become our, not fully healed, because healing is a journey and it's an ongoing process. But when we remove those shackles that hold us down and root us to where we are in the spot, there is nothing we can't birth. There's nothing we can't accomplish. There's nothing we can't make a million times better. And this just goes to show it. She's awesome. And just think of once that healing work happens, how many other Black female bank owners and CEO there's going to be birth. It's amazing. I agree. And again, kudos, kudos, kudos to you, Miss Davis. And if I am honored to meet you in person one day, I just want to give you your flowers in person too. And with that, you know, we end every single episode with an affirmation. And today we have the beautiful honor and pleasure of having Miss Brandy do our affirmation. I'm going to keep it short and sweet. I had two, but I'm going to give you <laughs> I will take my life lessons and use them for good purpose. Let me repeat that again for the folks that didn't hear that are still standing in the back. Okay, here we go. I will take my life lessons and use them for good purpose. And the second one, uh, it was, uh, no, it was a complete sentence and I stand firm in it. You're welcome. I bless somebody today. You bless a million people today. <laughs> So thank you, thank you, thank you with that because you're right, no is a complete sentence and the fact that you said using your life lessons for the good of purpose, I appreciate that because hence that's why we have this podcast is because we are using our life lessons to at least help or bless someone specifically Black females, um, but anyone um, on their journey in adulthood and so with that, we thank you thank you, thank you and please tell everyone where we can find you, your IG, Instagram Instagram, all of that before we head on out. I already gave you the website, which is bcolette.com. Um, I'm listed on most social media under Brandy Cobbs. I will give you my government name. <laughs> That's B-R-A-N-D-I-C-O-B-B-S. Um, I don't think there's too many of us out there, but here I am. Um, I'm listed on Instagram, TikTok under uh, bcolette crafts. Since I did have a, a social media makeover, I'm now listed, going to be listed as bcolette. But on social media right now, I'm listed under uh, We Collect Crafts. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And with that, we want to say thank you for coming through and blessing us and specifically getting my life together. I can't speak for the other girls, but you got my life together. And I am so appreciative. And everybody go listen to this episode, not once, not twice, but 18 times. And then 18 times. And not only that, refer to the blog at where'smyblueprintpod.com, where'smyblueprintpod.com where Nay is going to get y'all together. And with that, you can follow us on all social media, uh, Spotify, Amazon, Apple. And with that, we thank you and we are over and out. Bye. Bye. Peace out.
Thank you.